Joy McGowan. I'm Denisha Simpson. And, and we, we are Resilient, Resilient Black, Black Women. A black woman gave us life. A black woman taught us to stand. When she sat down in the front, a black woman defied the man. When a black man rose up, it was a black woman that held his hand and gave him strength beyond themselves, something they could never understand. Black Welcome to the podcast, y'all. We, we are so excited to be starting this podcast. Um, Denisha and I are licensed professional counselors in Northwest Arkansas, and we decided to start a podcast that was one created by black women, but for everyone. Our goal is to process culture and mental health. Oftentimes we think that the conversation about mental health um, is not inclusive to think through culture and think through how uh, there are more barriers for people of color and minoritized communities to access mental health. And so during this podcast, we really just want to take a moment and process how mental health impacts culture. Tanisha, I know this is really like your baby. This was something that you have been wanting to do for a while and you're a native of Arkansas. So tell us, what do you think about, we're actually here in the studio. <laughs> how does this feel? Yeah, I know. This is so exciting. Um, I've been waiting for a long time to be able to give back to the community. Growing up as um, a young black female, we just didn't have a lot of safe spaces in the community outside of our home and church. And so, um, Joy, I came to you and said, I'm really passionate about creating the safe space for black women and then it became even bigger than that right like but we all struggle with the same thing so let's create this space for everyone um with the idea that we have spaces for black women absolutely i love what you're saying right because we're trying to recognize that mental health impacts all of us <laughs> but what i'm hearing you say is that there weren't a lot of people that look like you talking about this particular topic right there weren't a lot of people who looked like you telling you how they made it through telling you like hey this is how you're going to survive college at a predominantly white institution right. right like so I think this is truly something that we get to give back to this community of like hey we made it through grad school undergrad <laughs> we're working in this community we are passionate about the community and this is one way that we can give back absolutely as we get started, we want to kind of break down a little bit about um, how what you can expect from us. So we want to do this thing, which is kind of called, we call it a check-in. Uh, Denise and I, we work as therapists. And so when we get started with our own clients, we always kind of do like a personal check-in with our clients of like, hey, how you doing? How you really doing? What is it like to come back? And so we want to kind of be authentic in that way with you all, with our audience of always opening up with some type of personal check-in and then closing our podcast episodes with this personal act of like gratitude. Um, and then throughout this episode, we're going to really break down some of these terms, the terms of like being resilient, being black and being female. Denisha, let's start off with the check-in. How you doing, sis? I'm doing great. Um, if I'm being honest, I was a little nervous coming in, but I think that my nerves are settling and my excitement is just overcoming the nerves. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> also nervous. I don't think I slept very well last night just thinking through everything we're going to say yes. today. <laughs> And making sure like, I knew all the right words to say. Right. <laughs> I definitely felt nervous. Um, mm -hmm. And I could even feel like my body um, just having to settle uh, into mm -hmm. this place, into this room, into the microphone, checking on my voice. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely feel that. Uh, to our audience, we 
truly, truly believe that listening to your body is really, really important. And so we hope that you notice that some of the times when Denisha and I check in, we really want to check in with our bodies. We really want to model that for our community of listeners um, that you should always listen to your body. So let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about these terms, resilient, black, and female. Denisha, how would you describe resilient? Um, my definition of resilient is not necessarily relying on the strength, but of other people, connection, um, being able to go through hard things and realize that it's okay not to be okay, um, and striving to um, keep going towards your goals um, and thriving, not just yeah, surviving. Absolutely. I just want to, for our listeners' sake, I want to kind of like read the definition um, of resiliency. It is the ability to adapt to difficult situations. When stress, adversity, or trauma strikes, you still experience anger, grief, and pain. But you're able to keep functioning, both physically and psychologically. Y'all, when we think through this word resiliency, um, it's not just keep going and don't stop to rest and take care of yourself. Um, resiliency actually makes room for things like creativity, things like rest, things like listening to your body and slowing down a little bit. Um, it's really just saying that no matter what has happened to you in your past, you find a way to start over. And the best example I can really give of this is is black people. Like we think about how black people came or came, were stolen <laughs> from their land, from their people, from their culture, um, from their language, from their way of life. And they rebuilt it here. This is a big deal. That is what it means to be resilient, right? When I think about black culture today, present day, I think really about black Twitter, um, which is really funny to say, right? But black Twitter is like reinventing so many things and it is the talk of the world right now. There is something that um, black Twitter has recently been saying, like, it's my piece for me. <laughs> and like that is this idea of like, I'm not going to let anything steal my peace. Like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to watch after myself. I'm going to say no to this guy. I'm going to walk away from this relationship. I'm going to set some healthy boundaries because it's my peace for me. And so I think there are so many things that we learn from black culture about resiliency. We look at a people who have reinvented themselves and now are the, the group of people that everyone in the world looks after, um, wants to emulate um, from hair, from voice, from everything. Like everybody wants to, it is cool to be black in some ways, right? Um, in other ways, not so much. <laughs> also, the, the other thing about the understanding this idea of resiliency, so we call ourselves resilient black women, we have just wanted to really process how black women ourselves are the least likely to access mental health care. That is really the passion behind the name. Um, I think oftentimes we have, well, in the development of our or of our like podcast and organization, we've had some people kind of question us about why that name. Why would you stay with that name, uh, Denisha? What do you think? Like, what have you been trying to tell people about the name? That the name represents who we are. We are resilient Black women, and so 
I think in that name, it's not to exclude anyone. Um, it's just simply, this is who we are and this is what we know. And so we're coming to you with openness, honesty, and vulnerability. And so I think that best representation of resilient black women is who we are. It, it is about how we represent ourselves in this world. The other thing that we want to kind of give as like the reason behind the name is what I said before, the research is clear that black, Latinx, Asian, um, indigenous women of color are least likely to access mental health support. Um, We are also least likely to even recognize that we are struggling with mental health. Um, Black women especially suffer with depression for longer periods of time without seeking treatment. And so this podcast is really about how do we advocate for our community and then give this information that we learned in grad school in a really tangible way that an everyday woman can just pick up and say, hey, like, maybe I do need to see a therapist. Maybe I should call somebody. Maybe I should talk to my PCP because these baby blues is not just baby blues. (laughs) I've been kind of sad for a long time and maybe that's not okay. And so we definitely kind of want to reimagine or just like redefine what it means to be strong, what it means to be resilient. Um, We don't think that we have to carry strength and just carry it all on our backs. I mean, that kind of makes me think about that, that stereotype or that, that phrase that we hear in our culture, right? A lot about like the strong black woman. When I hear that, it makes me cringe. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just sitting here, like, even when you said that, I noticed that I crossed my arms and my shoulders. (laughs) You're already mad. (laughs) Yes. And so I noticed that in my body. But that's what, that when I hear that term, I want to tell everyone, like, no, 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 let's take the cape off. Um, Let's delegate responsibilities. Let's connect with other people and let them know that we're not okay. Let's stop and breathe and check in on ourselves. Yeah, I was um, talking to my mom about that phrase, uh, strong black woman. And she was telling me that in one of her therapy sessions, um, her therapist said, you know, you're really strong. And she was like, I don't really like that. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, that's such a great client to like tell your therapist, no, that's not the word I want you to describe me with, you know. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, well, mom, like, why, why did you say that to her? And she said, because I've learned that if people think I'm strong, they won't check on me. <laughs> They'll just expect me to do everything for everyone, and I'll be struggling. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you're so true. That's so true. Like, it's so hard. Like, I, in some sense, like, I know I have to be strong as a black woman in white America. Um, but in some ways, like, I don't want to be strong. Um, my brother and I often have this conversation of, like, that's not... Like, you got to be strong. You got to be strong. And, and how do you, you, like, appropriately use that strength? It's something that you and I have talked about, like, man, it actually takes a lot more strength to be vulnerable and just to say what I need. Um, and we think that the strong is just carrying the weight of the world. Like, when we say that phrase, it literally, I've literally just had black women say, it feels like I have to carry myself, my kids, my spouse, my mom. Like I'm, I'm just looking after everybody, making sure everyone's okay. It doesn't fall apart. But nobody sees me. Um, nobody sees what I'm going through. And so I think that's the reason why we, what we, what we say normally, right? We say uh, resilient, not just strong. Um, 
because there is so much more to me than my strength. Exactly. Um, and also honoring the strength, yes. right? I mean, for generations and generations, black people had to be strong. Um, and there weren't resources or literally community spaces where they could go and connect with others and say, I need help. Um, and so we always want to honor and value and make space for that side of their strength. I love what you're saying because you're basically reminding us that even within our generation, like, or within our culture, the reason for the phrase strong black woman, like, like our our people have good reasons for even, like, indulging in that, right? A lot of times, like, black women did have to be strong. Like, they did have to carry the weight of their family because when slavery happened, they families are literally being ripped apart and their spouse who would like would have been this person they could have been like interdependent with and like loving their family and all those things they were being ripped out of the home intentionally to create divide between the family so this idea of like strong black woman has really good reasons for being within our culture um and and so i guess that's the part where we don't want to take away uh, something that may be like a defense that you really do need um, in some ways, right? Like if I'm going to be the only black woman in a room in a professional setting, like I need to be confident. I need to be strong. I need to carry myself a certain way. Um, but then if I'm, if I'm really hurting and really struggling, I hope that I have safe spaces to just be authentic. Um, I had, there was a, I think I told you about this, um, uh, this guy who's a therapist in California, um, Dr. Guillory, he's like one of my favorite black male therapists. And he talks about the strong black woman and he talks about how black women need to be strong, but we also need to be vulnerable. And he says that the hard thing for black women is that usually we feel our emotions with great intensity. And it is because of like the intensity of the emotion that we often don't feel like there are enough safe spaces for someone to like hold the room. Right. And oftentimes we've been told that, right? Yeah. Like, like your uh, emotion was too much. Yes. You're too angry. Mm-hmm. You're too sad. What? How too come you're, dramatic. You're too dramatic. Like mm-hmm. what are you doing? Right. And so if I don't have spaces where people make, create safety for the intensity of my emotion, then, then yeah, I, I will just keep pushing it down and, keep keep pushing and moving on and hiding parts of that and of hiding yourself. parts of myself from everybody mm-hmm. else I think that's such a huge huge thing so y'all if anything we absolutely hate the phrase strong black woman um, but also we see that there are good reasons that that phrase exists um, even within our vocabulary and in some sense we have to honor where women before us have lived through really hard things and they did have to be strong um and but but now we're hoping to be able to like in this podcast teach women not just black women but all women how to have some self-compassion and so self-compassion would be one being able to uh, be authentic with myself honor my own voice honor my limitations something that denisha said earlier um and what we how we started listen to our bodies (laughs) take a moment and just listen to what our body is trying to tell us as we get ready to close uh we talked about this Anisha, about how we really want our podcast to kind of like honor a black woman every podcast we want to kind of like bring a little 
information about black women who we feel like this is a resilient black woman from like history or present day. And I, we thought about like just honoring our moms. <laughs> like those are the first black women that we saw um, being resilient. So tell us a little bit about your mom. How have you seen her be resilient? Um, growing up, my dad worked nights and there were four of us. I was the youngest. And so just seeing my mom take on all these roles, counselor, um, nurse, chef, um, maid, all of those things. And to me, watching her as I was young, like if I can get a visual, it's almost like a person almost like with octopus hands, right? Like reaching out, doing all these things at one time, but still being the mom that I could go to, um, never being too busy for me or any of my other siblings. Um, And so I think for now being older and knowing all that she had endured, like the loss of a baby, um, things like that, but still able to keep functioning and help keep a household together along with my dad, um, that's huge to me, and that's resilient. And even hearing her story about living um, in Fedville and having a school right in her backyard but not being allowed to go to that school. Um, So things like that, I think, shows resiliency. And that being her living in that time period but still allowing – us too, I think it takes a lot of resiliency not to have dislike in your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, like my best friends, my first best friends were all white. Mm-hmm. Um, they came to my house and were treated like family. And so I think sometimes like that's resiliency to me. Yeah, the ability to love other people mm-hmm. <laughs> when she remembers growing up and not being able to go to a school that was right. in her backyard because she was black. Right. That's huge. Yeah. But it didn't change how she loved people. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's that would be my first um, experience of watching a black woman be resilient. That's huge. I love that. I love it so much. Um, When I think about my mom being with her, I I like my mom was um, very much like into church and everything and just like prayed all the time. And so I grew up watching her like wake up at like six in the morning just praying and then like I have like these memories of like my grandmother doing the same thing when we were little. My grandmother would like make us oatmeal, which we hated, <laughs> and like she would just like pray over the oatmeal for like an hour, <laughs> and we would just be like, "Oh my god, we like really want to eat." And my grandmother's like, she'll start in the kitchen, and then she'll be like walking through the whole house, just like, "Thank you, Lord, for this," and like, oh, and we're like. Oh my god, I just want to eat. But like I see I like saw that in my in my grandmother and then like saw that in my mom and then saw my mom go through some really really hard things. Um and like she never let go of her faith. Um she really believed that you know the Lord would would care for her, would take care of us. And never like none of the things that she went through ever took away her hope or her joy. Um and it's just been really encouraging. I think I learned from her that, like, faith is important. I think I took away this message of, like, all I need was Jesus, right? And I went to college and was like, right. that's not true. <laughs> like, and, like, as a kid, right, you don't see that your mom, like, your parents have, right. your mom had friends. And she had, like, a really yes. good community of people. Like, she didn't right. just have Jesus. Um, but then, and, and now, as, like, seeing her as an adult and me as an adult, I'm like, oh, she has really good friend like she has good community 
And yes, her faith is really important to her. Um, but just seeing her maintain relationships, uh, her intentionality relationships, like I just learned so much about how community is important to me just as much as my faith. And I can't have one without the other. Um, I don't know. So I'm really just glad to have had that example of resiliency of one, I can have a faith that can remind me of something true and real, even in really hard times. Um, but then two, being able to learn from her as an adult of like how to maintain relationships, um, no matter where I live, what I, where I go. Um, she has some of the, the most amazing friends <laughs> that I've ever met in my life who just show up for her. Um, so yeah, I, learning that resiliency means like it takes all of us. I don't have to do it alone. Um, and I don't have to just right. have I love that. that. I love the balance, um, the faith and community, because that's so important. When you said the, just pray about it. Um, my mom still says that, right? Like, <laughs> But you know, there's that part of me when it's, and she, I think she knows that about me when I'm feeling angst, but her just saying, just pray about it. Like I've learned too that, Although she was just praying about it and having that faith, she was still actively um, walking in God's will and being obedient. So that means if something came up for her that felt fearful, that just pray about it grounded her because she knew that that was part of God's will for her. And so that just pray about it is, I mean, that's so, that term itself is resilient to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes just like the things that people learn from religion can just be like a grounding force for them, no matter what. It's like maybe this is the first step, even though I, I may need to do X, Y, and Z as well. So that's, yeah, that's really, really helpful. So helpful. Y'all, these are our moms, and we just think that they are resilient black women, and people that we have learned a lot from. As we get ready to close, like we said earlier, we will always kind of close with this gratitude statement. Um, so, Denisha, tell us, like, what are you grateful for? So, wait, let's explain why gratitude. So, gratitude is a big deal because a lot of research says that it is kind of like the key to resiliency. Um, even in the midst of, like, something really, really difficult, even when you're really, really afraid, uh, and you know that fear is not going to go away. Like, I'm about to start this new job. I'm really nervous. Like, okay, so, you know, do it anyways. Do, like, what Brene Brown always says, like, do it afraid, right? Um, there is something about gratitude that kind of, like, recenters our system. So you'll hear Denise and I often talk about, like, our nervous system. And if I'm too upregulated, that can make me really anxious and feeling overwhelmed. And so being able to downregulate my system to get to a state of calm, um, practicing an act of gratitude could really, really be helpful. And so it's kind of like our own right, grounding yeah. thing, right? So if like our moms are like, pray about it, we're like, okay, well, let's, mm -hmm. let's practice gratitude. <laughs> um, so we will try to do this in some form or fashion um, at the end of our session. So, Denisha, what, what are you grateful um, for today? Right here in this moment, I'm just thankful for um, KUAF um, and just being able to be here. Um, I'm thankful for you, Joy, um, because like watching you right now, that's helping to ground me, right? <laughs> so um, right now in that moment, those are the things I'm grateful for. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm also grateful for KUAF because right. we could not do this by ourselves, right? Like, this is, like, yes. part of our tribe right now. 
we need community and we are so glad to have other organizations that will um, partner with us to make something that has just been a dream for us (laughs) a reality um i'm also just really grateful uh just to be like on this part of the journey right i think like we were at the very very beginning when everything was just an idea and uh and now we're like taking these like tangible steps to make it real like that just feels really cool um even though i'm still scared (laughs) still nervous (laughs) and all those things um i am truly truly grateful just for the experience um this is something i think i will never forget so y'all thank you so much for joining us to listen to our podcast today we greatly appreciate it um you can expect episodes to come out the second and the fourth friday of every month and we are just really really excited to keep sharing um i'm joy mcgowan i'm denisha simpson and And we we are are resilient resilient black Black women. women